Episode 80, Exercise, Maximizing Personal Productivity at Work. You're listening to the very best podcast in the world on health, wealth, and happiness. Please remember to leave a review and share with all your friends and family. And here is your host, Lars Hilson. And we're back on another Exercise Friday and upon popular demand and repeated demand, we are going into lesson three of maximizing personal productivity at work. Personal personal productivity. It seems that the pop filter is not really working, but what the fucking hell. So um, what was this exercise and this episode and this series really about, right? We, um, I think it was episode 20 and 25, we went in uh, and over our heads in trying to uh, increase personal productivity. I called it maximizing because it sounds so much more exciting, right? And um, that worked. Uh, it, uh, I think those two are uh, two of the most uh, downloaded episodes of the show. And so welcome to the very best podcast in the world, your personal and only source in the universe for personal supremacy through health, wealth, and happiness. Now, there we have it. And yeah, boy, what a week. <laughs> a week of pain and toothache and sickness and whatnot. And boy, did we get a lot of shit done despite all of these things in our way. Um, uh, I mean, it was just, a, it was just an insane week. So, uh, thanks everyone for your, you know, your support and your caring words and you know, all that kind of shit. I'm doing well, I'm doing better. Uh, and yeah, whatever. Now, um, I kind of put together, you can still hear when I exhale that my nose is a bit clogged up. <laughs> so never mind. Uh, there are 15 things that I found and I stole <laughs> that uh, we're going to go through today. Um, and not because I was, uh, I was too lazy, but it was more about, you know, how do I personally increase my productivity at work? And those of you who are wondering, um, yeah, my day is long. Uh, yeah, my day is adventurous. And yeah, my day has 28 hours, but don't tell anyone and I don't sleep at all. <laughs> no, but uh, it's a lot about, you know, getting routines lined up and automated and, you know, um, uh, using time wisely, uh, combining the use of times, you know, I've repeatedly mentioned that it's better to uh, listen to podcasts and to watch YouTube videos simply because your, um, you know, your, uh, visual sense is not impaired or distracted from what you're actually doing. And when you're, you know, doing whatever you're doing, the chores around the house and you listen to a podcast rather than watching a video, you're going to be done so much quicker. That's, you know, just one piece of advice. And, um, I'm not going to bore you any longer with the past. I have to scratch my ear right quick. Sorry for that. And then uh, let's get into the 15 things that you can do to maximize your personal 
productivity, not at home, but at work. Now, number one, track and limit how much time you're spending on tasks. Um, the privileged ones of you who have worked in using agile slash scrum methodologies and techniques are going to be quite aware that every task that you take down should get a time budget. You know, how much time do you have to invest to get this task done? And that's very important because it's going to give you an overview of your day and not leave you at your revision of your daily plan at noon with either nothing to do or a hopeless list of tasks that just totally spiral out of proportion. And so uh, limiting yourself will, you know, if limiting in this sense means that you, let's say you have a task, it takes, it's supposed to take 30 minutes, you're still not done after 35, then you quit the task, you know, leave it laying there and estimate the time you're still going to need, write it down, and then you're going to put it in your bucket list for tomorrow. That's what the part limit means in that sense. And no, we're not going to be recording all of this shit because then you, as I probably, a lot of you will be busy trying to optimize your time limits and whatever. And that's going to take away so much time of your, you know, already stressed out day that, you know, where, where are you going to put the, where are you going to put those three hours, right? You know, at the end of the week, sitting at the, uh, at your, you know, favorite Starbucks or whatever, and trying to figure out, you know, with all of the statistics that you have, how you can make yourself the machine that you are even more. No, um, we're not going to go there. Uh, that's just not going to fucking happen. So, um, number two is taking regular breaks. Uh, this is insanely important, particularly in the screen age, because um, by law, in a lot of countries, you have to take so-called screen breaks every X minutes, depending on the country you're in, to uh, allow your eyes to readjust to certain distances, because otherwise you're going to just simply fuck them up. Now, the regular breaks also give you other opportunities that your employers are not going to be very happy about. You know, it's going to allow you to um, exchange ideas with co-workers, you know, have short meetings in the hall. And those of you like me, the bad smokers, boy, do we have a social gathering, you know, <laughs> even if it's cold and even if it's shitty weather, the smokers are always in the cool spot. And the smokers are always the most sociable people on the planet, and they're going to stay that way. So, you know, that just is a small piece of advice. No, seriously, though. Um, in the teams that I worked with, the smokers that I worked with were really much more productive because, you know, you would just meet with them occasionally in the smoking area, and you would just do kind of like informal stand-ups and just, you know, kind of get things out of the way, which, you know, just by, you know, talking to each other rather than, you know, trying to figure out whatever. So a lot of exchange takes place there. And so, you know, these open meeting areas that are introduced in a lot of places or, you know, try to do the same thing, but um, it's not the same thing if you're a bunch of addicts standing around, right? Much more fun. You're bad. 
the Mo Marlboro man. <laughs> so, um, number three, set self-imposed deadlines. And holy shit, uh, you're so stressed out. And you know, can you use even more? No. Yeah, you can. Uh, now these have to be healthy. You know, they don't. They can't be unrealistic deadlines um, in your personal agenda. You know, be gracious to yourself and kind of try and keep yourself in a realistic way setting yourself deadlines but it's important on the other hand to trick your brain into thinking that you know you actually have to have it done at a certain point in time and to trick yourself and jackass yourself into believing that it's important to have the deadline set somewhere you know not in stone but maybe in the computer you know that gives you uh, number one you you kind of jackass your brain into believing that uh you know, you need to get it done. And on the other hand, you know that it doesn't really need to be done. But, you know, and then on the other hand, you're stressing yourself out, you know, by setting yourself now. Uh, these are really valuable if you say, okay, I need to have this done by X, because, you know, don't don't tell your brain why, <laughs> because then it will understand the fuckery. But you know where I'm getting to, right? So uh, then we have the two minute rule, which says that if you have a task that takes two minutes or less, do it immediately. Or, you know, whatever, you know, if you see a piece of paper laying around that needs to be refiled somewhere, and that's going to take you two minutes or less, do it now. You know, because number one, putting it into your uh, Outlook or reminders application or whatever is going to take much longer than actually doing it. That's the absurdity and how perverse some people try to be at time management. And uh, on the other hand, you know, it's gonna just just fucking do it. You know, it's about this, um, this thing, you know, better, well said, no, <laughs> better well done than well said, you know, that's kind of like the thing about it. So, uh, you know, just get get it done, get it over with. That's a two minute rule. Um, number five, just say no to uh, meetings. <laughs> Almost had you there. Uh, at least you Americans. Um, now, meetings are arguably the most fun way to waste your work time away. Uh, you know, meetings are fun. Meetings are, you know, you get to spend corporate money on <laughs> kind of, you know, <laughs> eating good, well, not good food, but, you know, eating food and that kind of thing. You know, if you have guests over uh, for meetings, you can, you know, you want to treat them to something, so you order food and catering and whatnot. But at the end of the day, meetings are a fucking waste of time, and they always will be. You know, if you can't get it done in an email, uh, then you know there's uh, not even a reason to pick up the fucking phone, right? And um, meet. Uh, I used to do it. You know, and I remember one contract that I was on. There was this very, very insanely attractive. Um, what's it called? Intern. You know, then uh, I. I don't know. I didn't really want to empower her. The meetings were just so insanely useless in, in this project uh, that I just, you know, kind of empowered her and said, look, okay, your, your, your mission, should you accept it, is to go to all these fucking meetings, you know, take the notes, uh, break it down into 15 minutes, debrief me uh, about the meeting, and then we're good to go. 
you know, and she was, she was, you know, she felt empowered, you know, all of a sudden she was part of the corporation. She was, <laughs> and, you know, it was, it was good fun. She was very good at, you know, taking notes, cutting out the bullshit, delivering me the 15 minutes. Problem about the meetings these guys were having was, you know, they were set for three hours. The first hour was talking bullshit and waiting that everybody was there. Then there was one hour of content, more or less, because no, no piece of technology ever worked or was compatible. Uh, and random discussions and interruptions by calls and whatnot. And then the last hour was talking bullshit again. So you could actually condense it down to 10 to 15 minutes. The important bullets, and that's what she reported back to me, you know, send an intern, don't go yourself, you know, go to the golf course. It's more rewarding than going into fucking meetings, right? Um, when you, when there's absolutely positively no way that you can avoid meetings, Number six, hold standing meetings. Again, those of you familiar with the agile scrum techniques know the daily standup, which is a meeting every morning where you stand and in all briefness describe, uh, you know, your last day, your current day and where you need help and issues and whatever, a whole bunch of things. But the fact that you're standing makes it uncomfortable for a lot of people. You know, most of them are obese and not very sportive. And so, you know, they want to get out of that fucking meeting. So, you know, by uh, forcing everyone to stand, the meeting, the time of the meeting uh, goes down significantly. And, you know, that's something, uh, you know, very well to keep in mind. Number seven, quit multitasking because you're going to fuck up. It always ends that way. There's only a certain amount of... Uh, processing power that your brain has and it's single core stop fucking and fooling yourself that you can do multiple things at once you know yeah of course you can listen to a podcast while you're kind of stenotyping a letter you know or whatever but no you know you need your brain to focus on one thing and there's no way you can do two things you know the ladies you know kudos in a lot of sense they can but even in a work environment and in a lot of jobs that have to be done, you just can't fucking do it. Unless, of course, you know, you're doing a very monotonous work, uh, you know, an assembly line somewhere, then, you know, listen to a podcast and don't get caught up in the machinery while you listen to a podcast because otherwise you're going to have the labor union up your ass. <laughs> you know, just saying. Um, number eight, take advantage of your commute. Uh, and a lot of you commuters and commuteresses are taking advantage of that by listening to podcasts. Hey, kudos. Cause I had one girl, uh, write me up and say, uh, she listens to my podcast every morning, which would make her live either in the South American, the Western region or the West of the United States somehow, I think, whatever. And, um, now you can not only do that, my better half, for instance, uh, has two secretaries and a daily commute of 40 minutes one way. And she is, as soon as she leaves our farm, she's on the phone with her secretaries, uh, discussing with them the day and what needs to be done and, you know, whatever not, and, you know, solving questions because from the moment she steps into uh, into the Looney Tune house, she's going to be busy with meetings and has no way, no other way to sync with her assistants. 
So, um, you know, be creative on uh, what you can do on your commute. You know, you can, if you're not taking the car, but the train or subway, you can actually, uh, uh, you know, do emails. A friend of mine has, I think it's one and a half hours travel into Paris every day. Um, but, uh, you know, and, and back by train, but he uses the time for conference calls and, uh, you know, chugging away on email. Uh, so, um, that's a pretty good, uh, pretty good way to make use of the time. And if you make use of the time and, you know, you have a track record for that, there is actually in a lot of countries, a way to make this count as work time because you're getting shit done. Right. <clears throat> Now, uh, number nine is give up the illusion of perfection. And that's very interesting uh, because I did an episode a while back, which was called good enough. And that's where you need to get to, you know, perfection is something you're never going to achieve. That's just, you know, not even nature is perfect. So why the hell should you be, you know, if something, if you get the message across, you know, I think there's always the point where the 80% rule, you know, where you're 80% done, it's good. It delivers the message. And then it's just about, uh, you know, shall the background of the slide be in cornflower blue and bullshit like that? Should the font be more blah, blah. gets the message across what you're trying to say, get it done, get it out there next, please. That's, the very important point and the topic of that is good enough you know look up that episode uh must have been a while ago but kind of outlines the picture without you know taking too much of your time now if you want to get into more detail look at that number 10 take exercise breaks uh that for me would be the breathing exercises of smoking uh for a lot of other people it's you know doing um uh sit-ups or whatever, just walking around, you know, even increases your heart rate <laughs> for some more than for others. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, it's just good to get your, uh, your, your blood circulation in motion again, you know, because the blood circulates to the brain faster and the brain needs blood to, you know, that thing, you know, stimulates your brain gives you another perspective, kind of frees your head uh, up a little bit so that you can, you know, sit down for the next task uh, very much more quickly. Uh, for me, you know, the breathing exercises, I use them wisely. I'm constantly on my phone and, you know, checking messages, checking statistics and, you know, looking for ways to improve, taking notes, journaling, you know, a whole bunch of stuff happens there, which I would otherwise neglect because, and uh, then I would go into working whore mode and I would just be this kind of robotic thing that, you know, will autistically sit in front of the computer, try to get more and more shit done. Now, number 11 is to be proactive and not reactive. And that's a point for debate because, uh, my better half and I couldn't be any different in regards to our working methodologies. Uh, number one, I spend a significant part of my life as a consultant, which means that I always had, uh, was presented shitty situations, which I had to solve for the other part of my life. I was a firefighter, which, uh, yeah, 
You know, it's not like that you have a lot of proactivity that you can do. That's other people's job. You know, my job is when shit has hit the fan, I'll correct it and I will, uh, you know, save your house or, uh, you know, save your project or uh, generate more money for you, get you out of a shitty situation. Uh, that's, you know, another important, very, uh, very important thing to keep in mind. My better half on the other way, uh, on my better half on the other hand there, that's the correct English. She's a total opposite. She can't plan enough. And um, interesting situations arise from those differences that we have. But uh, we've kind of come to love each other and kind of exchange the energy fields of each other with each other. God damn, that was a lot of others. Uh, <laughs> to, um, um, you know, by me kind of deflating her uh, planning obsession and for me to, uh, for her to get a bit of more planning into my life. And so, you know, it was, it was a good kind of connect that we made there. Um, and, you know, the proactive part being, yeah, you should be ahead of the curtain now. Uh, don't, you know, um, you can, it's true for, you know, another, a few things in life, but not necessarily at work. Um, at least that's my perception as a consultant, my better half would be, would have another opinion on that. So, you know, I'll leave that one up to you, whichever you prefer. Uh, number 12, turning off fucking interrupting noisy notifications on your phone, on your laptop, on whatever. <clears throat> Sorry, my nicotine level is getting critical. Uh, so... <laughs> Uh, notifications. I, uh, when I started out really in starting my own business and everything, I was insanely active on pretty much any social network that was out there. And this was pre Facebook. So there were, I don't know, I was probably signed up to quite a few dozen of them. And for every shit that someone did, you would get a notification email, you know, this was pre push notifications. And, um, it was getting on my nerves so bad because my outlook was constantly saying that I got a new email and the emails were largely unimportant. And so I started filtering them and still they would kind of annoy me because these folders would pile up with, uh, you know, unread messages and that stressed me out. So I, uh, you know, said, okay, put them in that folder and mark them as read. And, then I went there and said, holy shit. So anyhow, long story short, you know, anything, any one of your devices making noises or whatever, kill it, you know, and when you go take a dump or, uh, you know, whatever you do uh, to kind of free your head, uh, then you take your phone, you know, or you go smoking there, briefly check your emails. And then you've got multiple, uh, you know, sessions a day where you answer emails, unless they're very urgent, in which case they should be a call and not an email, you know, um, and that kind of thing. It's very important to kind of take the stress out of it and just, uh, yeah, turn off these damn notifications. Uh, there's no real reason for them actually, other than to get you, uh, you know, hooked on them essentially. Um, number 13, working 90 minute intervals. And this was insanely stressing for me in school when they switched over from 45 minutes to 90 minutes because my uh, nicotine interval is 60 minutes. <laughs> you get the problem, right? 
Uh, and uh, so it took me a long bit of training to kind of get away from that, um, you know, and to uh, reduce my smoking breaks accordingly. Um, and uh, I was totally stressed out when I came out of a day of school because, you know, my... Uh, well, my daily rhythm was basically fucked up and the entire harmony of the day was gone when you were at school because you couldn't smoke when you needed to. No, seriously. Um, 90 minutes are, uh, for some unknown reason, the magic marker where you kind of, uh, where productivity just dies after that. You know, then you go and take your exercise break or your smoking, breathing break or uh, your lunch break or whatever, and then you get back and then start anew and it goes you know it's way over screen time by the way um screen time break there we go uh which you know you should actually take seriously uh because the more you look at a screen the, the more uh your eyes are going to permanently adjust to the same distance that you have from the screen and without looking around which a lot of us do uh you know you kind of get fixated on the on that distance or your eyes do and, uh, you know, with that happening, they kind of get retarded for other distances. So you're going to be very good at the screen distance. Uh, that's not going to fade away, but, you know, seeing other people in the distance is going to be a problem. Not that that is a problem that you don't want to see a lot of them, but you get the point. Right? <laughs> so, uh, number 14, um, give yourself something nice to look at. Uh, and if it's, uh, you know, in this woke shit age, the booby calendar, Hang up the booby calendar. <laughs> no. Uh, no, but you know, it's, it's about visions and, you know, something pleasant for the eye. A lot of you will be sitting in fucking cubicles and having to look at this gray or antique green uh, or the curry, diarrhea, orange kind of outlooks. Those are quite disastrous. So, you know, take a picture of your family, for instance, you know, put that there, uh, or of your spouse and put that there, uh, you know, put a plant in your cubicle because that's going to you know, give you, um, some feeling of nature at least, mm, you know, then, then there's, uh, you know, anything that really pleases your eye and distracts you from the screen occasionally so that your eyes focus on a different distance. That's another very positive benefit from that. Last but not least, minimize interruptions. And how is we going to do that? You know, there's a lot of you that go to work early because there are less interruptions. And then uh, your minions figure out that you come in early and your minions come in early too. And you go into this vicious cycle where all of a sudden you're going to be at work at four in the morning just to avoid the minions. Fuck no. <laughs> <laughs> it's about using whips and punishing your minions for disturbing you. No, uh, no, it's about re-education programs, really. And I'm not talking about the ones in Siberia. Uh, it's about, you know, is it, uh, <laughs> there's a very important rule. Does the meeting include food? Then why is it not, uh, you know, and the answer is no. Then why is it not an email? And no, nothing could be more honest, right? Uh, when you, yeah, what's the point? You know, when uh, there's oftentimes there's no reason for, you know, calling someone or sitting down in someone's, there's no fucking reason for it. Write an email, write a short email and train everybody to write you short emails and not to call you. 
You know, I was on a project once. I forget where. Well, I, I forget where it was actually. Uh, and I actually unplugged the fucking phone that they had set aside for me, and nobody had my cell phone number because then I would have gone apeshit. Must have been. I don't know, was it Spain or Italy? Anyhow, very interesting environment. Uh, these people are on the phone constantly, and I hate phone calls because they're unproductive. You know, it's like with an email, if you can't solve the problem within three exchanges of emails, you're not going to solve the problem, period, right? It's not going to happen. And that's the philosophy that I have. And so, you know, a lot of friends even send me emails. They know that I'm not, that I have never understood the concept of instant messaging. Uh, I always call it messaging. Uh, you know, and uh, I respond when I want to. And with emails, there's a very likely chance that I'll be looking at them very frequently throughout the day and will reply if it's urgent. And uh, that's that doesn't go for all of these instant message platforms, which are creeping up everywhere and stealing everybody's time and data and blah. <laughs> so in that sense, um, you have a free weekend because you're not going to be working on the weekend, I hope. And if you are, then make use of these technologies, you know, to kind of make them your own, write them down. You know, write them down on a sheet of paper, practice them, you know, hang them up in your office for uh, for a few weeks, um, go over them prayerly. What's the, what's the correct word that I'm looking I don't know. I don't know. Um, you know, look at them as your, uh, as your new kind of credo, try and adhere to them as much as you can. And, um, you know, then if after a few weeks you say, God, what a bunch of bullshit, throw them away. And, uh, you know, if you know somebody with productivity issues, uh, that could use a bit of a push, send them this episode, uh, yeah. Or a link to this episode. Yeah, that's the, yeah, that's more correct. Uh, if you haven't subscribed to the podcast, devious you, then do so now. And, uh, yeah, otherwise I'm going to wish you, uh, the rest of a successful day, uh, a happy, calm, relaxing weekend, because that's what weekends are there for, as we discovered in a previous episode. And if you've already had a successful day, uh, then I wish you a good night and a good start into a relaxing, rejuvenating weekend. And in that sense, I'm going to say peace out. And I'm going to hear you again on Monday, hopefully, if, you know, inshallah. <laughs> so take care. Peace out. Bye-bye.